0: Today is September 18th. The Bucks have a day off today before going to Chicago. The Yankees were in town this weekend. The, the players and the fans. The number for today is 70. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins, guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? What's up? How are we doing today?
1: Hey man, yeah, we're doing we're doing good. Okay. That's it. You're just yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I'm, yeah. I, you know, it's been it's a little weird day today. Went into work went into work and went to my boss's house and helped him move. Okay. But I got paid for it. So
0: that works. That. Yeah.
1: I would have done it for free if he had got me on a day off. <laughs> but hey, that's, I'm not going to argue either. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: That's, yeah. Well, I had I had a fun weekend. I actually made it back uh, for the game on Saturday wasn't sure if we were going to but I did
1: Good. so uh like would have been
0: would have been better to see a dub always but either way got to go I really wanted okay so this was my last opportunity like I said we've got people visiting uh the last weekend of the of the season but I really wanted to go anyway excuse me uh for Roberto Clemente weekend And the setup that they had there, and we'll talk about that. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I really wanted to go, and I'm glad we did. Really glad we did. Yeah, man. So, Yankees came into town. Um, We'll talk about the series. We'll talk about a a little bit about the Roberto Clemente stuff. Um, Why not? Right. And um, we'll kind of take a look at a couple things, including um, 70 wins. I sent a tweet out today um, that that I'll read. I think I was misunderstood quite a bit, um, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to have we're going to have a conversation about whether seventy wins actually means anything or not. Now, obviously, we didn't finish at seventy. Like, there's more to the season, right? Um, but the significance, you know, obviously, you know, you don't. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get to, I'm gonna save it for that right I'm gonna save it for yeah. that let's talk about the series and like I said i I got um <laughs> I got some people that uh had words for me but like I I, I agree with them and that's where it was kind of there was a disconnect right where I was like yeah you, you, you're telling me I'm I'm wrong but like the things that you're saying I agree with so that I guess that's kind of where <laughs> Where I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just gonna take this thing down because I think it's it's sending mixed signals. So, um, I don't like taking things down, but I just I just you know what I mean. I was just like, I I did this bad. Speaking
1: um, of speaking of total wins in a season, the season is 162 games long. This is our episode 162. Please uh, send a comment and let us know what our record would be. How are we doing? <laughs> well, where are we at? Where are we at? I'm just messing. I just told I told you I told you last time I said hey it's episode 162 that's an MLB season so I just figured I'd make some stupid comment about it. Well, I'm
0: it. glad you did cuz I already had forgotten about that and you know <laughs> that like I don't think about that stuff even when it was yeah. like episode 100 I remember you saying like hey man make sure you say something about this like this is kind of cool and I was like oh yeah and then we I think we ended up saying something the in very the, episode. End of the episode was yeah. it at the very end yeah
1: I'm pretty sure
0: <laughs> I think we probably like yeah it's fine whatever I just, some for whatever reason, I just, I don't think of that. I'm really bad at those types of things. Right. It, like, and I mean like that extends in so many like areas. It's like, I, I, I was trying to think of an example there. I don't really know. Like, I don't care about, I'm not going to say I don't care about, but like right. an anniversary is like, oh yeah, cool. This is the day that we actually like, okay, that's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, Mm, whatever you know what I mean like it's just I see it when it comes I'm not like preparing for it I'm not like let's do something special I'll jump in and do something special I just don't I'm bad at thinking of it I guess that's that's what I'm saying so anyway I should like come up with a stat right if I come up (laughs) with a stat maybe I'll remember it better
1: I don't know. It's hilarious. This isn't even really a thing. It's just I thought it was funny. 162 is a season.
0: Yeah, you're right. Maybe, I, baseball maybe I'm pod, being so. a little too critical of myself here. I'll remember all of those things. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Let's talk about the Yankees. Well, first off, Henry Davis is back. Vinny Capper goes down. Step one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's more to do, in my opinion. But we'll, and maybe we'll talk about that too. But let's talk about this series because I actually um I'm a little uh I'm not going to say I'm discouraged. Like the Yankees are the Yankees have a better roster than we do.
1: Yeah. And they're playing really well right now.
0: Uh they're playing well-ish, you know what I mean? I don't are they really well? I don't I don't really yeah,
1: know. Yeah, they they got one of the best records in baseball over the last like 3 weeks or something. Okay. Like that. Okay. They've been playing. Good. They've been playing good lately. Little
0: too, too little, too late, guys.
1: Way too little, too late.
0: So, anyway, so let's talk about the games a little bit. You had Oviedo going on Friday night, but you also had Garrett Cole. Um, I think I remember tweeting something out when Garrett Cole was kind of struggling early on, saying, "What are they gonna? What's he gonna blame this one on?" He had a trouble finding the zone. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, "What's his excuse going to be for today?" Is it going to be like, they they were all wearing the same number. They can't do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That, That's funny.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, you know, whatever. He actually didn't make an excuse. He actually said, they said, you know, you had trouble getting. He's like, I had trouble finding the strike zone. And then he credited the Pirates for staying through. They did. They had a lot of backside hits. They let the ball travel. They stayed on it. They drove it. And they got more hits six hits off of him in five innings, but they still only scraped together two runs. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of yeah. thing where it was like, man, he walked three, you had six hits, and you you just couldn't get him across. Now, that's a great pitcher. Right. And so, you know what I mean? You could bend him, but you weren't. And then, you know, it's just one of those things. Oviedo goes five innings, four hits, a run, walks five Seven strikeouts, and it was a little bit of the same that Garrett Cole was dealing with, just had trouble with location and throwing strikes, not just location, throwing strikes, I think is the bigger problem there. Uh, He gave up two more walks, but had two less hits. They both go five innings, and it was like, okay, he only gave up one. The strikeouts were a little bit bigger for Oviedo. He outdueled Cole here with both both pitchers really struggling early and Oviedo ended up kind of getting the the best of that. Uh, the result, it's just one run different, but like same thing, got himself into a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. Just kind of got out of it. Yeah. You, and, the, and that's, that's the one thing that he needs to definitely work on in the off scene is just consistency with his pitches. Like you can clearly tell when he loses feel for something and, just can't find it. Oh, the fastball command has been he, bad lately. And then he finds it for an inning. Yeah, I mean, he's dominant. He had what a seven or eight pitch inning. Yeah, I mean, in like the, that's the fourth or fifth inning. Yeah, like, he that's is awesome. Like,
0: yeah, he's kind of slow getting out of the gate all the time. The run came in the second inning this time, um, but you know we've talked about it so much where first sometimes second inning is tough for him, and then he settles in, and that's exactly what he did. Then Hatch yeah. came in, gave up a couple runs. <laughs> and then obviously we'll get to the rest of it. Uh Selby and Majinski clean innings. Holderman was the thing that that we'll kind of get to talk to. Pagero, two hits. Hayes, three for four. And four for nine with runners in scoring position, which isn't, you know, isn't terrible. I mean, the Pirates scored five runs in this game without hitting an extra base hit. So obviously there were some walks involved. Um, you know, but they only got two off him, you know what I mean? That, you know, and uh, you had the scary moment where where Bay hit the ball that that hit um what is it Masevich, Mase, Is that I how you say, say, it? say it? Yeah, I'm I think sure. that's right. Either way, hit him in the head just like an inch from just getting his shoulder, and
1: also an inch from getting him in the uh, temple. Inch in the
0: other direction from from yeah being even worse, and so kind of a scary moment there. Um, For everybody involved, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to see that. Um, But either way, uh, seemed to be okay. Thumbs up on his way out. Have you heard anything? I have not. I haven't heard anything. Um, I haven't seeked it, though, to be honest with you. Like, once we decided we were heading home, you know, you're in the car. It's it's a three-hour drive, first off. So we were visiting family (laughs) when we get in on Saturday, and then go to the game and then you get home late you sleep you wake up you drive three more hours back home and you know how that is like you're just not in tune to everything um either way um let's get into that ninth inning i feel like the whole game happened in the ninth inning holderman comes out um not effective (laughs) in the slightest he gives up the single aaron judge singles and then it's Glaber Torres walks. So you you give up two hits, and then you go straight to like then you give up the walk. This is where the struggle starts. He gets a pop out. Good job there. And then he walks in a run. Now you have a two run lead. You walk in a run. You've still got bases loaded. You only have one out. You've put yourself in a bad situation already. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two hits. Two walks, one out. It's not good. And then Volpe hits a tailor-made, routine double play ball to Piguero, who fields it cleanly, feeds a perfect toss to second, and the ball goes about, what would you give it, 78, 80 feet, maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe like, you know what I mean? Maybe a little bit more than that. Um, I am critical of first baseman a lot of times on a hop. Like, you got to make that play. This one was a little difficult. It's a short <laughs> hop, and, and, and there was plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah. And Bay short arms it, throws it in the dirt, which means the tying run scores, but also the ball kicked far enough away, which you would like to see... The first baseman... I'm really indifferent on this one because you'd like to see a first baseman say, I'm not letting the second run score. Let's block this thing up. The problem is, is he's also aggressively trying to make the play because, like, the guy was out. Right. So you don't want him to just knock it down. You want to get the out and win the game. So I like him saying, let's win, rather than, let me come off the base. And I don't even think he has to come off the base, but... Let my foot come off the base so I can shoulder this thing up, square it up, and block it. I don't even want the tying run scoring in that situation. Let's win. You've got Holderman, who's already thrown enough pitches. He he made his pitch to get out of the inning.
1: And there, and there is a I, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you 95%. So there is, there is a some footwork you can do at first base to where you can square it up and keep your, you just switch your feet. The one time it's acceptable, in my opinion, to have your glove hand foot on the bag because you can get squared up and keep that foot on, chest, try to cradle that ball and try to make that catch rather than trying to figure out some way to pick it because you're not picking that ball.
0: Yeah, but it's already on the glove side. The throw's already on the glove side because Rivas is left-handed. Fair. So I don't think you're doing anything so yes, different. So I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. right-handed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, already yeah, yeah, on the right. right. It's already on glove yeah. side. So there was nothing like he's not backhanding right, there's no, a ball. No footwork. Yeah. No. It's it's literally just. I got gotcha. you. Can you pick a, a short hop or like it's not like a it's not, it was too far to be just like a pick, right? But it wasn't far enough to be an easy one hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, a, it's it's a tough yeah, play. So it is certainly on G. one Bay making the play, and like I said, he had time. The guy wasn't even close. Volpe's not even close there. No, it's tailor made. He could step and throw. Not yeah. that he needed to, but like, did you rush it or did you just? And and I'm and I'm trying to be gracious here. I don't want to be over because because mm-hmm. because we know, like you and I know. We're going to be critical in this in this segment. Um, so I'm trying not to be like he's terrible, he should never play the game again. Obviously, that's <laughs> you know, that's maybe yeah, overkill, that would right? Be a bad he's, take he's got a lot of skills, he does have value, he is young. Let's get all of those things out of the way. There there is value there. I don't think it's as a starter, I don't think it's late in the game. In that situation, with g one at second base, going into that into the bottom of that inning. I'm just taking him out. I'm putting Alika Williams at short, Pagaro at second. And I would have said that before the inning. This is not hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't want Bay out there if all we need to do is get three outs. Like, I don't want him out there. And I don't care if it's second base or center field. I don't want him out there. I cannot trust him when the game's on the line. He's done this far too many times this year. Mm -hmm. This is his 10th error. That we're talking about. And he's got an 11th, right? The next
1: night. Mm. No, sun Sunday night. No. Or Sunday.
0: No, it was Saturday. And they didn't mark it as an error. I was there and I was like, they gave him a hit for that. It was not a hit. Mm. <laughs> I can't stand. We've talked about this too, right? There was actually two plays uh, at the game Saturday where I was like, they they gave him a hit for that. You kidding me? I think one of them was actually for us, and I remember saying like, "I'll take it," but that's an error. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. Oh no, maybe it was, maybe it was Friday night. There was a ball that was hit up the middle.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was Friday night. It was Friday night. Torres just whiffed.
0: Just completely like that's an error an
1: every error day.
0: day. Hey, Hayes hit it. And I, and I don't think Hayes, it, and Hayes ends up 3-for-5 in that game. Uh, I said 3-for-4, but it looks like he's actually 3-for-5. Anyway, he ends up 3-for-5 in that game, and, like, that was not a hit.
1: Mm-mm.
0: He mm ha- Because you look at it and you say, well, but would he beat it out at first? Nope, I don't think he would have. And no. even if he would have, if it's close enough, like if he's not going a shortstop backhanding and then misplays it, sometimes you're like, yeah, but that's a hit. Right. This was just up the middle. And we we talked about this. Is it conspiracy? Is it you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, yeah,
1: I don't know. Not not that difficult of a play, Jake. Especially on especially on that one, because they could be like, Man, if he's just shifted, you know, that's that's routine. Let's give him a hit.
0: Well, I think it has to be dependent on where you start, you know what I mean? And
1: no, I mean like to, to show that banning the shift worked. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh and, yeah, and I know they're not picking it apart that that much, but uh, like, they're
0: trying to raise averages so that they can say yeah. the averages are up. I mean, like, I believe that. I believe. But if the
1: shift is if the shift is on, he's playing right beside second base. He takes one step to his left and he makes that play. Yeah. Either <laughs> way,
0: either way, that should have been an error too. And yes, and the play, and the play Saturday night with with Bay, which didn't hurt, which didn't hurt. Uh, because the runs didn't score, but he makes a play up the middle, makes a play up the middle. Him and Peguero both chasing. I think Judge is at first. Either way, you weren't getting him at second. You just got to throw the ball to first base, and he fields the ball and he runs towards second. Like Judge is sliding into second. I think it was Judge sliding into second. Like it's <laughs> you're so far away from it. You're almost in the grass. Yeah. And then like takes like two steps running and then was like oh I got to throw to first and then he's safe at first and it's like what are you doing what are you doing that should have been an error too I don't care if you fielded cleanly and threw the ball clean like that's an error why would you run if if you field a clean ball and run towards first and then throw it and the guy's safe that's an error yeah because you should have made the out and they didn't give it to him. So should have been his 11th error of the year and actually more than that because I was there on opening day when he cut Cruz off and couldn't field the ball and they gave him a hit. And I'm like, that's an error. Like, you didn't field the ball. And there was... I think there was another play later that we were like, that should have been an error and it wasn't, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're doing this. I mean, I guess I'm glad for Bay because this would look even worse, but... Either way, this one hurt, right? The game was over. Yeah. The game yeah. was over. But while we're on the subject, because I actually thought about this and was like, while we're on the subject, this is another one that didn't hurt, but he's in center field on Sunday. The ball's hit to center field. Now, the ball hit off the fence, right? So I'm this is not a thing saying like Bednar shouldn't even have had that hit on his on his record. No, <laughs> that's fine. He still gave up a ball to the wall. Right. So I don't mind the fact that it goes against that's not even it. But when you watch the play, Bay is just drifting towards the ball as if he's, like, running to where he's going to catch it on the run. Just don't do that. Just get to the where the ball's going to be and catch it. There's nobody right. on base. There's nothing that you're trying to – not that that would ever be anything you're trying to do anyway. But he's drifting, and then you see about halfway there, you see his legs move a little bit faster because he's like, oh, I misread this ball. Yeah, because you misread almost every ball that's hit to, this, to the outfield when you're out there. And then he starts booking it, and then he jumps, and it's like, had you just run out there from the very beginning, you could have caught that ball. The ball hit the fence at about shoulder level. He could have caught it standing there. Yeah. Instead, he jumps and can't get there, and it ends up a double. Now, Bednar strikes out the next two guys, and it's it's moot, right? But mm-hmm. it's just one more example of late innings, and you have this guy on the field, and probably, like, Probably my biggest pet peeve about that is that Bay went into the game late. What are we doing? <laughs> Did we put him like, in he's the for one we should defense?
1: Be, right. He's the one we should be replacing for
0: defense. 100%. He came in. So Palacios stays in. He went in for Andujar. Palacios stays in to play right field. They move Sawinski to left field and take Joe out to put Bay in. And I'm like, I'd rather have Palacios or Sawinski in center field. Yeah. Either one of them I'd rather have in center field. I think Sawinski just makes that play. Sawinski's yeah. not slow.
1: No, not at all.
0: I mean, he's not Bay speed by any oh. stretch.
1: Right, right.
0: But I think he makes. he also gets good reads. So I think mm-hmm. he just makes that play. Didn't hurt. And it's not an error, because you know, obviously didn't touch his glove. If you're just not fast enough to get to a ball, they're not going to give you an error. He's fast right. enough, but like, it's a bad route. But you know what I'm saying? Like if he wasn't fast enough, they can't give you an error for that.
1: Right. Um, so anyway. I'm just lollygagging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the next game. If he does we sit. if he
1: does if he does make the play at second, though, we do take the series. Yeah. Which I kind of was hoping for. (laughs) Right. If he makes the play at second, if he
0: makes that throw, we win this series. Yeah. And we get a game that Garrett Cole started, which is, you know, always a little more of of a win. Right. All right. So Saturday, Ortiz goes for the start here. Uh, Four and two-thirds, six hits, four runs, six walks. Just two strikeouts, a home run. Ortiz has been getting some results in some starts and you and I've kind of hinted at this and not really talked about it, but he's not there. He's not there yet. It's still a struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that he's up there trying to figure it out. Even though to me, location is something that is acceptable to say, I'm working on this in AAA. You got to have somebody to start. (laughs) So he's, he's going to have to go through this here but not a great outing however still like comes out of this game it's a 4-3 game we're still in it yeah uh it was 4 to 3 a little bit after he's out but like the point is is even 4 to 2 like you're still in this game does he I'm on the wrong game here I was like wait a minute that doesn't look right no it was 4 to 3 when he left the game not even 3 to 3 it was a tie game why does it say he gave up 4 runs never mind I'm really dumb there was three in the first we're good four runs it was four to three when he left the game that was a great moment for me right there Jake (laughs) Stratton and Hatch each gave up a run there which is what really like what gets me is like Luke Weaver wasn't sharp I didn't feel like now I was at the game so I would welcome any kind of are you kidding me he went Just four innings and had seven strikeouts. I'm not sure that wasn't a lot of us and a lot of once again. It's the approach, it's the approach to the at bat. This is what I'm going to blame it on, Jake. It's the approach to the at bat. In the first inning, we saw a call, and Judge gets a lot of low pitches called strikes because he's so tall. It happens, Mm -hmm. they've complained about it. They've talked about it. It's been proven to be true. So I'm not going to say they're complaining about things they shouldn't. He's tall. He gets low strikes. We've seen it with, with Cruz, too. That's the way it goes. And it's not right, but that's the way it goes. But but we saw that with Judge in the first inning. And then we saw it with... Um, oh, it was in the first inning with Bay, I believe, right? No. Um, Swinski. Low, called a strike rung him up on it low you don't want him swinging at that you know what i'm saying right. like there right. are times where i'm like yeah you want him protecting first inning that's ball four yeah there's no reason for him to swing at that pitch a couple well, innings it ch- later it, change,
1: it changes a little bit if it's three two as well
0: right if it's one two i no. i'm sorry this, this pitch this pitch in particular yeah, that
1: specific pitch re- was yeah. it
0: was too low I don't want him swinging at that. Now, let's talk a couple innings later. We've seen one to Stanton that was low, called a strike. We saw another one to Swinsky. We saw one to Reynolds. We saw one to to Bay that was low. These ones weren't all strikeouts, right? But they're all low pitches that were called strikes. Mm -hmm. I think there was about five of them when I looked at the scorecard. All in a similar location all called strikes. From that point on, you have to swing at that pitch. Oh, 100%. You can't take that pitch, period. You can't take it. You have to learn that if an umpire is calling it there, you have to swing at that pitch. Mm-hmm. And we had another one late in the game where they took the pitch, and I was like, you can't, man. The first like the first one on Swinski, I'll give you a pass. The second one on this guy, I'll give you a pass. And And I'm talking both teams, right? Because this was consistent across the board for both teams. If you look at it, the guys called balls uh, were like 96%. Like he missed a few of them. I think he missed four true balls – or sorry, four true strikes that he called balls. They were all painted. Two up at the top of the zone, one over on the left, one – you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. they were close. They were very, like, they're just touching the edge of the box. Okay, so those that's pretty good. However, his strikes were like he missed a lot of them. His zone was huge up and down. Left and right sometimes I'm even like, okay. You know what I mean? If it's a breaking pitch, maybe breaking away, and you thought it still got it, we see that. Mm-hmm. But this was up and down, mostly down. Like I said, five of them were in the same location. When you got a guy consistently calling the strike low, you have to swing.
1: Right. So and that's, early, that's the big part of the consistency factor. Like you got to be able to learn that. Right. And You got to make the adjustment.
0: Yep. So, anyway, I think some of that, some of those strikeouts were as a result of first, like first inning, second inning, maybe bad calls. But after that, bad approach. You have to swing. You know they're going to be strikes. You went into the dugout, you looked at the iPad, you saw that he was calling them strikes consistently. Mm-hmm. Swing at that. Yeah. Don't give yourself a reason to complain later when you can say, Your complaint could be, I have to offer it that he's calling it a strike all night. Yeah. That's a better complaint than and if you swing and miss at that pitch because it's too low, but you know that he's been calling it there. Like, that's a better complaint. I have to swing at that because he's been calling it all night. I just don't like caught looking, you know what I mean? And then just try to blame the umpire. Like, throw your bat out there, because it could just be a base hit through short. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of the lefty, between Mm -hmm. short and third. Like, you got to do it. Yeah. So anyway. I'm with you, man. Anyway, I just thought that Weaver was hittable. And we got three runs off of him in four innings. So, you know, we've proven that. So anyway, Reynolds in the first inning. Two of those runs came from Reynolds right out of the gate. Um, Bay walks for leadoff hitter. lead Walks. Reynolds, first pitch swinging. Cutter comes over the middle. I mean, middle, middle. <laughs> and he crushed it. Um, and right there, even though you gave up three runs in the first, you're like, hey, we're here. We're in it. Let's go. Yankees got another run in third. They came right back. I just felt like, for the most part, this was a good game. Yeah. The problem comes in here. 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Let them off the hook. They didn't even get any hits after, what, the last three innings. The Pirates didn't even get a hit. They didn't even get a base runner, I think. Um, just no life late in this game. And then once they get the uh, the solo shot in the eighth, three-run lead felt huge. Yeah. Just because of that. But not only that, but maybe in the sixth inning, when they just went up by two, and that was the that what Stanton home run was early. I can't remember how they got that run. Either way, the Yankees fans took over PNC Park at that time.
1: And you talk about the one in the eighth inning.
0: No, the eighth inning was kind of the the one that that put it away. It was the the one, the run in the sixth inning. Um, I got it here. The run in the sixth inning was Judge walked, Glaber doubles, and then you had the wild pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wild yeah. pitch, Hunter Stratton, he scores. And when he threw that wild pitch, right right after the Glaber double, we heard more Yankees cheers. Let's go Yankees with the clap, like the classic, like thinking you're in New York. It was so like – and, and, and and i'm not making an excuse for stratton right it just as a fan you're watching this and you're like oh my gosh it's a yankees home game and the pitcher looks yeah. rattled and he throws the wild pitch kind of a thing right not saying mm-hmm. he wouldn't have thrown a wild pitch not saying that's any excuse to throw a wild pitch it as a fan being there it felt like wait what's going on wait wait no this is we're home and then the wild pitch and they erupt and it was like literally at that moment they took over Um, Which made Katie super mad, by the way. (laughs) She's like, no, what are you doing? This is, this is our, this is, you know, and I'm like, hey, they're fans. They paid money to get here. Right. If you want somebody to blame, let's blame people who aren't showing up. Right. Because if we had more Pirates fans here, this wouldn't be happening.
1: Yeah. I'm not,
0: let me not stop there. Just for fairness, we're not going to just blame, you know what I mean? We're not going to just blame Pirates fans here. Uh, Pitt was playing West Virginia, a big rivalry, (laughs) and quite frankly, the Pirates are not in a position, like, you know what I'm saying? At this moment, with 69 wins in September, like, if you want to pass the blame, let's not just blame people for not being there, but let's blame the front office for not putting a team in position to be there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, let's create some excitement, and this won't happen, right? right? So I'm not just saying... Let's, you know, show up and this won't happen. Like, no, put a team on the field and, and this won't happen too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, right. if we flip this thing around and we're in a race, maybe maybe it's a little different story. Maybe you know we I'm watch saying?
1: the pit game on our phone while we're at the Pirates game.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, I you know, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't just blaming one subset of people there. But there's it's a trickle-down effect, right? Yeah. but it was crazy um and then yankees fans also started the wave and i'm here to tell you they started it counterclockwise clock, blah, clockwise like we were in the southern hemisphere i i don't understand why we were doing it backwards but can we just ban the wave man can we get rid of
1: it we- so they, they when i was at the game in atlanta they started doing the wave too and and the pirates won so yeah Cause
0: you, And look, they started doing the wave, and the home team loses both of those games. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that the wave is happening, right? I know that other teams are doing this. I also know that other stadiums, it's banned, and you're not allowed to do it. Once they put that net up, did they lose all their... They lost everything. You can't ban it now. If you hadn't banned it, you can't ban it. Because the only good argument you had, other than the fact that it died in the 1980s and it's not... Cool. The only thing <laughs> that you that you have is that it's dangerous. Yeah. We had a strikeout in that inning that nobody knew about. This was the top of the seventh when they're doing this. Nobody even knew that, that we struck somebody out. <laughs> <It's>, everybody's <laughs> just watching. They're all, oh, the way... Katie's over there running her mouth like, it's stupid. You know, I'm like, hey, I mean, I'm looking in front of me. There's a couple kids who are really enjoying it. I mean, one of them was like an older kid who maybe was enjoying it too much, but he was a kid nonetheless. I don't know, high school age maybe. But like their whole family's there and they're all enjoying it. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I'm not going to talk about it now. I got a microphone on Sunday night. I'll say what I want. (laughs) I hate it, man. I hate it. I'm I'm trying to pay attention to the game. He's about to throw a pitch, and everybody in front of me stands up. And I'm like, bro, like, come on.
1: Right, yeah. And then
0: they do it, and then they cheer, and I'm like, no, that's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> what are you cheering for? Yeah. Now, they actually did not score. It's almost like 90% of the time when you do the wave, the other team scores. If you're going to yeah. do it, you're going to do it when we're hitting at least not when we're on, the because that is distracting for a pitcher. The problem is, is the Yankees fans started it. So I got no beef. Like they, they are trying to rattle the pitcher. So <sighs> what am I doing here? Right. I, right. if I'm saying like, what are you doing? It's the, we're on the field. Well, the Yankees fans started it. So, and there's more of them than there are us. It felt like that day. Right. So
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. Is it, okay to do it here if you're trying to rattle people. The thing is, is like nobody's paying attention to baseball. But you got a net, so it's no longer a safety thing. But we got to figure out a way to, you know, maybe encourage people to watch baseball. Luckily, seventh inning stretch comes after that, which dissipates the wave and whatever. So I didn't mean to go down a rabbit (laughs) hole on the wave, but I am just tired of it yeah i'm just so tired of it i mean like
1: and, and, my problem with my problem with so i'm a big advocate for ban the wave as well and i think i'm i'm well documented saying that mm-hmm. but I, th- there's just it, there can be a time and place for it and yeah if the
0: fans want to do it can we I'm, I'm with you here and i know where you're going with this so actually go ahead because i know where you're going with this and i agree the,
1: like, if we're blowing a team out, then just have a party. Like that's fine. I'm okay with that. Mm. Do it in between innings. Do it. You know, I don't know. I, I'm like I said. I'm okay if you're if you're blowing the team away.
0: Okay, so you can have fun for the sake of time in this episode, and and how far we've already gone. I would say if you think that it's like a thing then why don't we do it in between innings? Like as a, hey, we had the pierogi race last inning. This inning, we're going to do the wave.
1: Yeah, just get it out of their system.
0: You know what I'm saying? And then we have a time that we did it. It was in between innings. There's music playing. We all did the wave. It was really fun. For one, you're going to have a better wave because you're going to have more participants. There's no action going on during the game. So it's fine that you're not paying attention. Um, That's a good time to facilitate something like that. Mm -hmm. If you do it then, maybe it continues, but maybe do it before we hit then (laughs) because you can decide. And if you do it early enough, maybe you can, you know what I mean, figure something out there. But either way. Yeah, it's just annoying, but we should continue to move. Uh, Also, counterclockwise, like, wow, just a big failure. Like, it was just so bad. I think that made it more annoying that they went the wrong direction too. Uh... And it was just like, what are you doing? like Um, flushing
1: the toilet in australia
0: i will give you uh i will give you credit um they got the second deck or or third deck i guess is 300s right but they got the upper deck involved too but it was very annoying i was trying to watch a baseball game and i'm not going to be like like i said i'm not going to be the get off my lawn guy up there saying stop it you know what i mean like i mean (laughs) katie katie got upset but you know (laughs) (laughs) I think she was mostly (laughs) upset with the fact that like at that point, Yankees fans took over, and that kind of ruined her vibe a little bit. You know what I mean? And I understand that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we got to be better. Game three, we actually got to win. Do we even talk about this one? Yes, we talk about it. But before we do, let me just say, because I was at the game, we're going to do this in a little bit of a different order here. Uh, We've already gone so far in our rabbit holes. Roberto Clemente weekend, I I thought it was really cool to be there. I really wanted to, before the game out on Federal to see the 3,000 display uh, exhibit thing that they had set up. It was really cool. I'm so glad. Like, we almost went into a gate, and I said, hey, if if you guys don't mind, because it was Katie and her parents were there with us, so the the in-laws were there, and I said, if you guys don't mind, I'd really like to go down here, which at first I thought, I'm going to be selfish for a second because I really want to see this, but, like, I didn't have to be because that is right up their alley. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they loved it. You know what I mean? And so it was but it was really cool the way that they had it. I don't know if um, if if you guys saw anything on it or if you're on the YouTube and you see, I'm not going to try to show a picture of it actually because I just don't want to fight with it. Um, But it was kind of cool how they had it set up. Look it up. Just look up 3000 Roberto Clemente display or exhibit. You'll see pictures of it. It's actually from Puerto Rico, uh, debuted last year. They brought it up for this weekend only. And then I guess it's going back to Puerto Rico. Um, mm. I thought one thing was like, Oh, maybe this is going to be in the Clemente museum and this is new, but no, I, this debuted a year ago in Puerto Rico and they brought it up. Super cool. I thought they did like some really cool things this weekend to make it feel a little bit special. I guess Saturday night, I didn't realize this until I got there, but it was like Puerto Rico night. Um, And like, there was a ton of people there wearing the Puerto Rico jerseys that had Clemente on the back. And, um, I heard more, uh, Spanish speaking fans that night, which I felt like added to an atmosphere that made it feel really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was really neat. Uh, the 3000 exhibit was really cool. So glad I got to see that, especially if it is something that is in Puerto Rico and staying there. Cause I feel like, like, where else was I going to see that? You know what I mean? So that was really right. cool uh, but but I also noticed you got the Hall of fame up now. I noticed when you were walking on the riverwalk, those just the pillars in between the deals have, oh, we won this is when we won the the pennant. this was the year we won the um uh, the division, you know what I mean and the, and they had like yeah. you know the eastern division and all throughout all those years, all the things and like something about I was like, this is cool there's they're giving more of a story of this franchise. And I thought for a long time, PNC park was just so beautiful that it didn't matter. But like, I like that they're telling the story more. There's so many more things they're doing at the ballpark that really, um, if you go there and it isn't a good game or you are bored of watching baseball for whatever reason, there's things you can walk around and look at, uh, that I thought were really cool. And they opened the gates. I mean, they opened the gates early enough that we were able to walk and look at some of that stuff. It was really cool. It was really yeah. cool. So anyway, Sunday's game, they end up getting the win. Uh, they use an opener, blah, blah, blah. We've been down that path the last, like, three episodes, so let's just not do it. Um, Bednar ends up shutting down. We talked about the the only base runner that he had. Um, Pagero two for four. And Duhar gets a homer, which, man, Greg Brown went nuts about talking about how the ball sounds different off his bat. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Um, delay had a real... I mean, the game-winning hit, it, it, the eventual game-winning hit was a was the delay double that just hits off the base, probably an out. I mean, like, the ball's going to bounce up into the into the glove. Um, he was playing third. Um, goodness. Uh, Peraza. It, it, he's going to field that ball and, and throw Delay out at first. And instead hits off the bag and skips over. And that was the the third run that, that ended up winning the game. <laughs> Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but you'll take it.
1: Yeah. Take absolutely. It.
0: And yeah. so today they get win number 70. And that's the last thing that we'll talk about here today. We don't have any <laughs> to we don't have any uh pitchers for the Cubs series. So uh that's it, right? This is it. Mm-hmm. We'd like to talk about Nick Gonzalez. The second week in a row, by the way, that we haven't gotten to talk about Nick Gonzalez, but I already know we're not going to. I'm looking at the right. time. I know we're not going right. to. Nick Gonzalez needs to be in the major leagues. Send Alika down. At some point, we'll talk about this, but in case it happens this week, I said it. <laughs> I sent out a tweet today about 70, and I I, t- I said this at the beginning. My tweet was, you know how many people told me this year, this spring that the Pirates would never get to 70 wins? Right. And today mm-hmm. was the 70th win, which is the only reason this tweet is relevant. And the tweets that I got back were this is basically it's awful that you that you consider celebrating uh, this, uh, which certainly was not my intent, right? I mean, it's never my intent here to be satisfied with losing, right? Right. But we paint a picture of what's realistic and we know that these rebuilds are a four-year plan we've seen it we've talked about it a million times look at houston look at baltimore because those are the two that we've seen the success coming out of these four-year rebuilds most specifically right right um and tell me that houston had success because they cheated because they were loaded with studs (laughs) and it's worked and they've been able to actually continue it so regardless of that, right? Uh, it's pretty obvious. And the, I mean, Baltimore is just killing it right now. Right. But, you know, we've seen this work and we've talked about it. The thing is, is this team was not going to be... And this is not something I'm celebrating. But this team was not going to be a team that loses 100 games. This team right. was not going to be a team that was making the playoffs either. So, if you were... So optimistic that you were like, I think this team has a chance to win 90 games this year. Then I'm saying like, man, I I just, I don't think so. (laughs) This is year four. That's a little premature. I didn't see it, right? We didn't see enough in this roster to be that good.
1: Before the season started.
0: Before the season started. And before the season started, I also didn't see a team. I knew that we were going to have some strides. And so I took flack for saying that I thought this team was going to win 73 games. And I told you, they're going to get hot, and they're also going to be ice cold. There's going to be a good t- part of this season and a bad part. Now, it looked a little bit different. I didn't expect April to be the hot season time. <laughs> I expected them to play better maybe a little bit later. I also didn't expect that the season was going to go without O'Neill Cruz. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so and I didn't expect Ronzi Contreras, too. I, I'll say that for me. I expected him to be better. Mm-hmm. But no matter how 162 gets carved up, every team... I mean, the Oakland A's won seven straight this year at one point. So don't give me it's a letdown because they started hot. No, because if they finish hot in September, then you say, well, the whole season's a letdown because they could have done that the whole year and they didn't know. I don't care how it happens. 162, that story is told over 162. Not in 1 month, not in 1 stretch where they were where they were on pace to to win only 57. They weren't on pace to win only 57 if you count that little tiny section. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even say yeah. in April, they were never going to be that team coming out of April. And we had so many conversations about that. Like, I don't think they can continue doing this, can they? But let's just, and we, we made it. We made a statement on this show. Let's just be excited about what we're seeing because we know it, well, it isn't going to last. Let's be excited mm-hmm. about it. They're playing really well. We knew this was going to happen. We did not think it was going to happen in April, and we also didn't think it was going to last. Right. But I took a lot of flack for saying I thought they were going to win 73 games. You're crazy, they told me. You're stupid. This team's a 150-loss team. And all I was saying was, hey, we're here at 70. This is, you know, this is what we expected. Am I excited about it? (laughs) No. This wasn't a, like, I even questioned, do we say we told you so? And I said we because I didn't mean me and Jake. I meant the fans who were being realistic about it. Mm -hmm. We knew what this team was. And, yes, it's not a great team. 73 wins is not (laughs) something to be excited about. No. In any way, shape, or form, 73 wins is not the answer. It's not something to be excited about. It's not something to celebrate. It is something to say, like, yeah, I, I get I get it. I don't think it's not it's it's not a satisfied thing. We're not satisfied with 73. We want no. this team to be a good team, obviously.
1: Yeah, but you got to take strides for that. You're not just going to all of a sudden be a better team when you're doing it in a rebuild fashion. Sure, if you're a big market team and you go and spend a bunch of money or or I'm not going to say that. Or if you're a big market team and you go spend the right money, you can be a good team. Um but that's not what that that's not what this franchise was doing. This franchise is they're in the, they're in a rebuild. rebuilding. They're in a rebuild. They're not in a, like a revamp. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have the uh, the the money to just say, "Hey, I'm going to make this team good in a year, and I'm going to buy 24 different players."
0: That, the, to me, that that doesn't even matter because the the Boston Red Sox are showing us all that you can't do that. You can't just spend money and go be good again. Like, right? You can't. Well, you, it's not sustainable.
1: Sustainability is a whole different topic. I'm just talking about from year to year. You can if you could if you can figure out how to spend the money correctly. I'm not just saying just throw a bunch of money. I mean the Mets obviously threw a bunch of money up there.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Brian Kenny did a thing about Boston uh, this week after they after they fired Heim Bloom. I, I encourage you. It's on YouTube, um, but it's it was on MLB now. It's MLB's YouTube. I encourage you to go look at that essay that he did because. I mean, he basically said I, no. I he disagrees with that. You you have to take a step back at some point. You can't just keep doing this. And you can you know e- either way, go watch that. And and we don't have to go down that that road here. But right to take everything else you said though, Baltimore's year four of their rebuild was 110 losses. Now, I'm not saying we're better off. I'm not saying that. Because there's so many more elements to this. Like, are we loaded (laughs) as much as they are in prospects? Maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like, probably not. Like, they were loaded even then, and they continued Mm -hmm. to load up. And maybe an advantage of them is that they got that 110, and then they got another great draft pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're actually – are we actually worse off? I mean, I'm obviously saying that tongue-in-cheek and hilarious, but – and, and right. I said that last week too. Like, shouldn't we be trying for another? No, you don't tank. You try to win games, right? right. And and so either way, all I'm saying is that we got to 70 and the whole time I knew we were going to... I assumed we were going to get to 70. And I'm not crazy for assuming that. That's all I was saying. Right? right. Now, is there a significance to 70? You're You're likely getting two more wins, right? Which means you're increasing your win total by 10 years as you're, you know, progressing forward. 10 years. 10 games. 10 games. games. 10 wins. (laughs) 10 years. Yeah. 10 wins. You're, You're increasing. Yeah. There is some significance. When you're looking at big picture, not when you're looking at 2023. When you're looking at 2023, there's no way to spin it. It's unacceptable. If you're only looking at 2023, it's just another losing season and it doesn't matter. And I kind of said to you when we were on the phone before this, uh, when you were driving home, I don't know if I care. If you're not a 500 team, I don't know if I care that you lose 89 games or you lose 100. I'm not sure I care because I'm somebody who's going to watch the games either way. I enjoy the game of baseball and I have a favorite team and that favorite team happens to be the team that I grew up right next to and watched every day and that's the Pirates and so I'm going to root for them and I'm going to watch baseball because I'm a baseball fan and that's my team and I don't care, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I want them to be good but I'm also going to watch either way and if I could just have them be good tonight, I'll have a better night but you know what? If they lose... It's fine, too, yeah. because I got to watch baseball. And these people that are saying, like, thanks for ruining my night, like, guys, maybe just don't put that much into it. It's a sport, and it's fun to watch. But if you're a casual fan that only wants to watch a good team, you're not watching if they went losing 89 games, and you're not watching if they're losing 105. You're just not watching. So I don't know that it really matters. We're not a good team right now. Listen to guys like us who watch every game and actually pay attention to some players, and there are way more smarter guys out there than you and I. (laughs) But if you want to know if they're going to be good, listen to to us instead of paying attention. We think they're going to be. Anything can happen, but Mm -hmm. we see progression. And 70 wins or 72 when it gets there is double-digit increase in wins, which shows some sort of progression. Uh, and I we I said, we used the Orioles. They actually went down in year four before they got better. Um, and then 2022, they were above 500 and now look at what they're doing, right? They're already right. at 92 wins and we're not done. And I'm not, like I said, we might not be as loaded as they are. We thought, we you know, we're, you're kind of hoping, but that's where our criticism is going to come in. Guys, we will criticize... Next year they should be aiming for better than 500. They should yeah. always be the players and the coaches are always aiming for that, but Yeah, 100%. But when you're looking at the roster, you know that like, well, you're not going to do anything stupid to you know, the 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 front office guys. You don't want them to do any lash stupid things to ruin the future, right? Mhm. We have our criticisms there. Guys, I'm not talking about everything here, right? This could, sure. we could be looking at better. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a path. We saw guys drafted after us that are better. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, we get that. We, we can have all of those discussions another time, but I think there's a little bit of significance to it. Like I said, not anything to be excited about, but when you look at the realistic aspect of it, does this move any kind of needle for you? Like I said, I'm a little bit indifferent. I kind of thought that we're going to be bad this year, 73 wins, not going to be anything great. We'll watch individuals do better, but I'm not looking to to really say, like, expect this team to win until next year. And I'm still not sure. Like, I'm hoping for a wild card. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's only because they added another wild card. But that's next year. Does this do anything for 2023 for you? Does it move any kind of needle? Do you say, yeah, I like the significance of the number 70 or not?
1: No, 70's not a, seventy's not a big thing for me. It's, it's just seeing it's not like if I, if I was going to be consumed with that, I would have been consumed with it. It at, at wins 63.
0: Right. Yeah. If you're going to say like, Oh, we, we avoided a hundred, but I don't care right. about avoid. I don't care about avoiding a hundred. I care about avoiding being a losing team.
1: Right. And, and, while I, I say, like, I guess 72 would mean more to me than 70. You improve by double digits mm-hmm. in wins because we're watching progression. Then you, you you see that, okay, we're 10 wins better. And yeah. that's an improvement. Sure. We understand w- where we're at as, the organiz- as an organization. We understand where we're at in this rebuild. Step forwards or step forwards. Yeah. But that's it. But that's it. I'm not celebrating it.
0: Right. You already know at this point. I mean, we're 70 and 80. You already know at this point how almost impossible it is for this team to be over 500. Right. So knowing that and accepting that, I'm not saying you're satisfied with it. You're not satisfied with it. You're not. Right. In a nutshell. And even if they do make a great, I guess I mean, if they make a great run, it's like yeah we had a great April, we had a great finish to the season, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but you also had a lot of bleh in the, throughout the summer, you know what I'm saying? So if you're somebody yeah. who's you know banking your happiness on wins, well I'm sorry, you should probably go like another team first off, uh, <laughs> and I would prefer them to be a team that's not a small market because you're gonna have a lot of yeah. bad years. Yeah. Also don't don't let your happiness be dependent on what a baseball team does, right? but you want to see that team play well. That's where I'm at. If I'm going to watch this team anyway, can you just say like, yeah, we had a rough patch this year, but for the most part, they were a good team. That's not this year, right? We're not acceptable there, but like when you get to a point where you're saying like, just wait, like, because next year, I'm telling you right now, like you're going to hold this team to a higher standard because you should. Mm -hmm. I have been very patient and, and for those of you who aren't patient with Ben Sherrington, that's fine. But I'm giving him four years, and then I'm saying, next year I expect to see this team be better. And I do not want to say, well, they will because they're young guys and they improve. That's what I thought would happen this year. Right. Well, young guys are going to improve. They're going to be better. Naturally, you will get more wins because guys are going to have more experience. They're going to be better. That doesn't count for next year. And we saw that article with Justice where it was like, well, you know, there's guys that are already here that are going to be better next year, which means this team's going to be. That's not enough. (laughs) That's not enough for 24. You better start. There's guys out there. We don't want to say anything right now, right? (laughs) We're going to (laughs) talk about this in coming weeks, and we're at our hour right now. So I'm not going to sit here and say, let's talk about who they could get. We'll talk about that. We've got a lot of these to do. But there will be guys that you can go out and you can make this team better as well as Endy with a full season. Cruz is back. Piguero got a lot of experience this year. Maybe he fits into that spot that maybe I thought Castro could have. You know what I mean? Maybe Mm -hmm. he does more than that. Maybe you actually call Nick Gonzalez up and let him play baseball here and let him get experience. <laughs> Maybe Swinski does the same thing he did this year and that from last year and make strides to be better. If he does that again next year, now we're talking about a guy who is very valuable, not just like phantomly valuable, if that's what you guys want to think. 25 homers, 800 OPS plus, or 800 OPS, OPS plus over the league average. He's already a good player, but we know, we know the faults. We know that it's ice cold for two and a half weeks or longer. And so maybe he balances some of that out and avoids the long, you know, struggle. Brian Reynolds has a full season. Yes, those things can make a team better, but that's not it. If you're gonna make any kind of waves and gonna make this team better, then go make them better. Yeah. Add to that. First base is a problem. Starting pitching is a problem. Address it. That's all. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean but, Baltimore added, Baltimore had to add a few pieces. It's not like they just and they're yeah.
0: Like I said, they, they're also loaded and it's Right. Their are, prospects they, are all working and that's gonna be the next thing for this, right? Mm -hmm. for Sherrington. Like, you've got to show development. You've got to show, you know, fruits of that. We've got to see Termar take off, as he has been. So, But it's got to keep happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've got a lot of guys who are stalling out, and we can't have that. Got to see guys. Bubba Chandler's made good moves. Solomito's made... Let's see that continue. Yep. And get better and better and better and better. We have to see that. Like... Is seventy wins a big number? It's it's not, but if you're counting steps, it is one more step. Yeah. You can't get to you you know you can't get to your your daily steps on your watch without getting those ones in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to get those first. And and for for us, is it a, like I said? Is it any kind of satisfaction? No, but every story has. Uh, every yep every story has a story it's not you know books yeah. books aren't 200 pages
1: of one chapter
0: of one chat of just like if if every book went straight there they'd be 10 pages I actually might I actually might read that book but <laughs> it's not going to be a good book right <laughs> right so the point is, is it, it is a step and that's mm-hmm. about it so if if you're listening to this, And you were one to call me out for celebrating. Or I had two people say, let's start the parade. And I was (laughs) like, bro, that's not my intent of this. Yeah, It's literally just to count the step. All I was doing was saying, everybody told me I was crazy. And like, no, I'm not satisfied. And yet, here we are. Like, you guys are just ridiculous. It's just checking boxes. You're just checking boxes. I'm not, next year... I want to see more than this, yeah, and I wanted to see more this year, but I was realistic about it. Maybe I'm maybe I got the wrong hat on. I got a hat right? I got that hat that says real. just <laughs> you know look at the roster man did you think it was yeah. you know what I mean right if you thought it was gonna be worse than this, then you're not looking at the same roster than me. If you thought it was gonna be better than this, then you're not looking at the same roster as me, right right yeah, so all right. I had to clear the air on that. We were going to talk about this anyway. Right. We were going right. to talk about this anyway. Mm-hmm. I just had a little more fuel to go with because, you know, and, I, and I'm and i not offended, right? As, matter of fact, you know, one of them came back with great points. If they would just left you suck off the end of it, it would have been like, I actually agree with everything other than you suck. Uh, right. I agreed with everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. I'm just not going to, you know, get on Twitter Wars. It's not worth it. Right. Or X Wars, I guess. X Wars. I don't, I don't really know. Listen, guys, uh, we're Pirates fans. I yep. love the Pirates because I grew up watching the Pirates. I want the Pirates to do well.
1: 100%. I'm
0: not going to sit here and I'm not going to be nothing but garbage, trash, trash, hating on the Pirates. I'm doing a Pirates podcast because I like the Pirates, not because I really want to connect to the internet and dog everything in the world. If I didn't want the Pirates to do well, then I just wouldn't have a Pirates podcast. Right. And if you're somebody out there who doesn't want them to do well, and you're only focusing on all the garbage negative stuff, you probably don't have a Pirates podcast. And if you do or did you probably, you know, feel like it's time maybe to stop. <laughs> I mean, I just what else what else do you want here? I can be realistic. Right. And I can complain about things that are struggling, but like if you're going above and beyond talking about how terrible everything is when it's not. And I'm and I just mean specific situations here. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you just want to call things out just because you like calling things out. If you just want to be a complainer to be a complainer, that's just not my game. Like you're fair to you're fine to do it. That's fine. That's just not what I'm here to do. I'm here to right. call out things that aren't good. I'm here to praise things that are 70 wins. Doesn't fall into either one of those. Right. It's just a number and it happened to happen today. <laughs> so I talked about it because that's what we do. Right. I know I've gone long on this, but I can't, I can't say enough. I can't say enough <laughs> because there's so much more I could say about it. And maybe I'm just wording it differently and saying redundant things, but that's fine too. Cause I could say more and I choose not to, it's not worth it. <laughs> but either way, I, you know what I mean? I just like, the thing is, is like, share your opinion, but just, you don't have to tell people that they're lousy. Right. It's not helpful for anything. I can't imagine it really makes you feel better. So, you know, stop with that stuff. And also I like you guys. I do. (laughs) I I like having conversations. I like having conversations with people who disagree with me. I don't think that those people are stupid for thinking that we were going to lose a hundred games because that's fine. You just do you, man. But don't but for the people who called me stupid is the only reason I brought it up. Like I'm not stupid either. So let's just have conversations. And we can disagree and it can be good. Yeah. We're all gonna hit and miss on our player projections. We're all gonna do it. Yep. All right. Done defending myself. You got anything here for the <laughs> for the close of this thing? Um, we're obviously over, but I mean we've been under. So deal with it. Yeah. If you if you don't if you don't want us to go long, you've already turned this off, right? I say that all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Uh, I don't have much much to add on to that. I think you've said it all. We've cleared the air. Yeah, Cubs just got swept
0: uh, by the Diamondbacks, so let's kick them while they're down. They've lost five in a row. Let's go ruin their fun. They're in the playoff picture right now. And what we can do is we can beat up the Cubs and let the Reds get in and then we play the Reds let's beat them up and then let whoever whether it's the Cubs back or San Francisco like who cares let's just Mm -hmm. beat those guys up get hot have a little bit of fun at the end of the year win a couple games let's go Bucks! let's go Bucks! (laughs) I
1: got nothing man
0: (laughs) sorry guys I'm not cranky this is all fine this is all fine I love you guys. Thanks for talking to us. If you disagree or agree with me, send us something on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, comment. Do all those things. It's fun. Talk to you guys later.
1: Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, Cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks!